Welcome into Campo and Joe. It is game week. We could probably scream and yell that for the next 30 minutes, and you all would pretty much agree with everything we're saying. But it's the Jaguars and the rest of the National Football League getting ready to roll. Joe C. from XL Primetime, noon to three weekdays, right here on the Superstation, and our head coach, Dave Campo, who he knows this feeling better than we do because as a head coach, as an assistant coach here and in a couple of other big NFL stops for a lot of years, this is fun. Oh, yeah. Well, this is what it's all about. I yeah. mean, you know, uh, this team right now is extremely excited, but I can promise you the Colt players are extremely excited as well. Yeah. It's the opening ball game. Uh, the team that makes the least amount of mistakes is going to win the football game. That's the yeah. way it goes. All right. Now, listen, we're going to try. We know that all of Duval that tunes in and catches Campo and Joe on on podcast or Facebook Live or just listens to us downloading. We really appreciate it. We love it. Uh, and let us know throughout the season because we are definitely looking forward to it. And I think the sky is high. We've talked about it. The expectations are way, way up there. So before we get to the actual game, scouting the Colts, have you seen some of these forecasts? Have you seen some of the prognostications that are thrown out there for, for uh, all of Duval? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot of Kool-Aid being thrown out there right now, people drinking. Uh, you know, I I look at it like it doesn't matter mm-hmm. because the players, either they believe in themselves or they don't. Right. And I think a perfect example was Colorado this weekend against uh, TCU. Yeah. They believe, yeah, and they played like that. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, for, as us looking at it, you say, "Well, you know, boy, are the expectations too high? Are right. they, you know, is it going to change them?" I don't think that it makes any difference at all to them right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. They, they're this team is confident, mm-hmm. and I think they'll go into this football game that way. And and uh, you know, I don't know it matters where, where everybody's picking them. Well, it's funny. I try and be a sports radio doctor from time to time. I try and pretend that I know a little something about psychology. TLD, the lovely Diane, she was a psychology major. So well, I, yeah, you I, got a little home cooking. There. Yeah, so yeah. I quiz her every once in a while. But I try and like get into the psychology. So before we talk about this particular team, and I tend to agree with everything you're saying, let's go back to 2017 where they made it to the AFC Championship game, 10 minutes from the Super Bowl, Miles Jack wasn't down. We heard a ton of it. And we've talked about it a bunch on 1010XL, particularly on, on XL Primetime. They came into that next season, the players I'm talking about, right. and they felt like they had been crowned. They were ready to be anointed. They got to the doorstep. The next thing was knocking down the door. Well, we all know what happened. They fell right. flat on their face. So is there something to that? And and was it was it uh I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this. Was it that that group of players in that locker room, or is it totally different from this group of players? Well, first of all, I don't know that group. Mm-hmm. You know, from two thousand seventeen. Right. I wasn't here, right. you know, at that time for any length you, of time. He was coaching Southern Cal at that I point. was out at Southern yeah. Cal. And I, I, I can only go on what I see from this team. Mm-hmm. Right. And this team culture wise, starting from the head coach on down, mm-hmm. is is a unit that I don't believe that there's one or two players that are in charge of the whole operation. Mm-hmm. I think there's a bunch of players that aren't worried about, you know, where they sit, uh, who's getting the credit. Who's getting the ball? Right. Uh, and, and I think that that bodes better for a team like that than it does 
for a bunch of superstars that mm-hmm. think they're going to be the reason. Right. You know, the Arden yeah. Keys of the world, I'm, he, <laughs> he, they don't invent, you know, uh, we got guys that are doing their own thing, and mm-hmm. I think that's where this team is. And this team does feel like team. It looks like team. It looks like it's better led. I'll just go back real quick for you Jaguar fans out there, and I do try and compare, but I also want to contrast, too, because there's a lot of differences between these two teams. Right. Blake Bortles caught lightning in a bottle in the in the postseason. He was honestly step for step with Tom Brady on a stat sheet in that particular game. He outdueled the Pittsburgh Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger. It was a 45-42 game. And you had guys that came out of that season, the Jalens, the Telvins, the Leonards, a lot of guys that thought, hey, we got this. Yeah. It was Fournette's rookie year. It was Jalen ready to cash a big old check. It was Telvin who had just gotten a big contract. This is a totally different bunch, just yeah. in terms of we can't, we cannot be full of ourselves, and they're much more grounded because of Doug Peterson, I believe. Well, and I, and and I've said this a number of times on shows that mm-hmm. I've been on. This team was nine and eight. Yeah, this team was not thirteen and four, right? Or or you know twelve and five. Mm-hmm. They were nine and eight. So I think this team, even though and and they were down twenty seven points, yeah, in the first playoff game, right. So to me, this team is a little bit more grounded, okay, from the standpoint that it, there's a lot of unfinished business out mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. and I think if they look at it that way, which I believe they do, by the way they practice, by the way they talk, all those kind of things, I feel like this is a much more grounded group. And, you know, I'm hopeful that, and, and, and to be honest with you, uh, there, there, there's reasons why team gets upset in this league because, mm-hmm. uh, catching lightning in a bottle mm-hmm. can be there for one game. Yeah. But not for two games and three games and four games. Right. That's where you where you get into trouble. And it's, I think it's an excellent point too that a team can get full of themselves, yeah. and that can happen to them. Well, one heartbeat. of the problems I think they have in Dallas, to be perfectly honest with you, is that they're so revered there mm-hmm. to where you know they feel entitled in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, this team is not like that. You know, I think you've got guys that are a little bit more grounded in what they have to do to make it happen. Gosh, we could go down the list as far as players that we think are either hungry or have reached a maturity level where they're ready to leave. Chips on the shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of guys on this team that are that way. Yeah. And and so I love it. But on the, on, you know, at least under the heading of they're getting a lot of hype, Pete Prisco, who knows his team very well, covered him for a long time. CBS Sports, we love him. He's regulars, uh, has regular appearances on 1010XL. Anyway, he's picking them in the 49ers to take it to the Super Bowl. I tend to agree with what you said when we first opened it up. They don't, that team inside does not care. And, and we heard from fans on XL Primetime today when we were talking about it. Doug Peterson doesn't care what these people are saying. He knows he's got to coach them up yes. for them to get anywhere close to that. Well, he've, he's made the statement it's his job to make sure it wasn't mm-hmm. one and done. Exactly. And to me, the only way you can do that is that there's only one game that's important, and that's this week. Mm-hmm. Whoever that is, it doesn't matter whether it's Kansas City, right. whether it's the Colts, whether it's Buffalo. Whoever we're playing that week, that's the game that may, makes the difference. Mm-hmm. If we win that one, we got a chance to go and take care of another one. Yeah, but and, you got to win that one. And we have said it a bunch. This team 
for the here and now is looking at an AFC South team or AFC South division and NFC South division that is as gettable as they have been in a long, long time. Take advantage of it. Do it coach's way. Win one of them at a time. It sounds cliche, but it's real. Now, we need to look big picture, touch on a few storylines, teams that you do think can go deep. But I'm just going to stay on the Prisco pick here. Okay, I feel like Kyle Shanahan has proven that he's a really, really good coach. What I don't have my starting quarterback. He's injured. Who's the next guy? Okay, I'll turn him into a start. What? What? He's injured. All right, I'll, give me the next. He's proven that. Right. But I feel like that's a team that may take a step back this year. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey gets used a lot. He's in on somewhere around seventy percent of their offense. Brock Purdy's coming back from a significant injury. Trey Lance is dealt. There is no Jimmy Garoppolo parachute if something goes bad. Nick Bosa wants more money. I feel like if I'm trying to identify a team that might take a step back, might be them. Yeah, it could be. Uh, I think the one thing, though, that has has been proven over over time Mm -hmm. is exactly what you said. They've been able to do it from year to year based on who they have. You know, it's like Belichick. You know, you look at Belichick, he's been able to do it week after week after week. Right. Now, the difference is, uh, and what I meant was year mm-hmm. after year, mm-hmm. but uh, week after oh, week yeah, yeah, after yeah. year, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, But the difference is, the one thing about uh, Shanahan, he's mm-hmm. proven that he can do it with whoever the quarterback is. Right. That's the mark of mm-hmm. a of a of a good organization yeah. when that can happen. Yeah, it's true. All right. Now let's use that as a segue and we'll get to the AFC and let's drill down on the AFC South right now because what he has proven is that I can still make a cake with whatever ingredients you give me. Now let's go to the AFC South. Mike Vrabel has got some of the same ingredients that he had before. He's got some new ones. Can he, he, they seem to be, you can agree or disagree, they seem to be the closest pursuer of Jacksonville to try and take this division. Can they have a bounce back year? See those weeds over there? Yeah. He's waiting in those weeds. <laughs> he always there. is. He's waiting there. Yeah. He's not saying much. He just got his, he'll have his team ready. I, I wouldn't count them out at all, but do I think our team is better than theirs? Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. But, you know, when, you, when you've got a team like that, that's mm-hmm. kind of what I'm saying about a San Francisco or whatever. Yeah. You, you know, it, it's a mentality that we're going to do everything we can. They were embarrassed last year to, yeah. to lose the number of games they lost right in a row. And remember, when they've had Tannehill in there, he's been pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not great, but he's pretty good. Yeah. So. You know, I, I wouldn't, uh, you know, I think we have more firepower than, than anybody in the league. Yeah. You got to, you got to do it on that day. Yeah. You know, it, we, I've just watched our game against, uh, the Eagles last, mm-hmm. last night. Yeah. And, uh, last year. And, and we were kicking their tail. For, Up 14. Yeah. To down 14. Right. And then, then we had one bad break. Mm-hmm. The quarterback dropping the ball when mm-hmm. he get scrambled out of the pocket. Yeah. What well, was he? Five turnovers that day? Is yeah. That but that yeah. first one, we were on the move again. Yeah. Up 14. Yeah. One play like that can change the whole dynamic of the football game. That's why each game, that's why they play them. It's oh, not yeah. on paper. And you looked at that one because of 
Shane Steichen and what he was able to do with Jalen Hurts last year. So let's go ahead and get to this game, and then we'll we'll come back and we'll. I want to talk a little bit about the AFC and where you do rank them because you made a nice little forecast for Trevor on the show that we need to bring up, and yeah. we'll probably dip our toe in the NFC just a little bit, at least for the beginning of this season. Okay. All right, when we when you're looking at that game. Shane Steichen was the offensive coordinator for the Eagles. He's now the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. He turned Jalen Hurts into an MVP candidate before he got hurt. Jalen Hurts, the postseason before last, he kind of got embarrassed by Tampa Bay. Looked like he was a little lost. Shane Steichen turned him into, like we just said, a really good player. Now, what did you see out of that game, and what did you ex- what do you expect him to be able to take to Indianapolis with with the uh, Colts? Well, I think Richardson, you know, is a is is kind of a, a clone of mm-hmm. of Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. uh, from the standpoint that he's a maneuverable quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody thought that Hurts's accuracy was anything special until mm-hmm. he became. Hurts, mm-hmm. you know, and t- took the team uh, the way he did. And so uh, I think the ingredient of having Richardson, I think that was a big part of Steichen's mm-hmm. decision to take him that high, right. is that I think he feels like he can mold him into that type of player. Now, he didn't do it automatically with Hurts. Right. It took him a while. This guy is a rookie that he's dealing with. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he's going to use some of the things that they that Hurts used. I think he's going to be on the perimeter a lot, whether mm-hmm. or not that's movement passes, whether it's uh, RPOs where, you know, he can throw it or hand it right. or he can keep it or whether it's uh, just scrambling around. Uh, I, you know, that's where he's going to make his game with them. You know, the thing is, is that Jalen Hurts was such an accomplished quarterback in college and went from Alabama to Oklahoma and still did great things, turned into a better passer uh, when Lincoln Riley had him. And then, as you said, he struggled early on in the NFL game because it's just so much faster. You got to be a, a much more decisive, accurate player. Right. And, we, and he turned the corner. So I think anytime we bring up AR, Anthony Richardson versus anybody, somebody's got to point out that, that those other guys did a lot of great things in college. He didn't do hardly anything in college. Right. He has the. He's tied for the most for the least number of starts for a quarterback drafted in the first round. He and Mitch Trubisky, a yeah. total of 13, 13 starts right? in their yeah. college career. Yep. And so I'm sorry, Coach, and I'm probably one of those guys drinking the teal Kool-Aid. I am licking my chops going up against Anthony Richardson in, in week one. And you should. Uh, the only thing that bothers me is his ability to run. Yeah, you know oh, yeah. his passing game doesn't bother me at all. Right, you know, I, and uh, you know they don't have uh, a bunch of wide receivers that mm-hmm. that are big playmakers. I mean, they've got guys that can, you know, uh, Pierce can run. Mm-hmm. Alec Pierce, you know, you got to pay attention mm-hmm. as as our guy Shaquille Griffin mm-hmm. found out. <laughs> got uh, toasted, which was uh, his last hurrah. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know that. Pitt, Pittman is a good receiver. He's a possession receiver. He can go up and get the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going to take them a while, in my opinion. I'm glad we're opening with them. And, you know, I've, I look for us to win the football game. All right. So 
as we take a look at some of the storylines in this game, it is neutralizing Anthony Richardson. It's how many times is he going to run? I did the he versus Justin Fields comparison. And again, I'm not saying that he accomplished anything near what Justin Fields did as a college quarterback. I'm not right. doing that. But I'm talking about just from a skill set and from a bailout point of view, meaning snap, read, I don't see anything, I'm taking off and running. Right. And so how would, if you're Mike Caldwell and Coach Many, many, many defenses you coached. What would you employ first off to make sure that you neutralize him and well, what the Colts are going to try? And well, do? I'm going to first of all, I'm going to play zone. Okay, you know, I, I'm going to, you know, I'm going. We're going to have to play zone because number one, uh, you know, you got to have eyes on the guy. Mm-hmm. That's that's the first thing. And so, whatever you do, if you do go man to man, you you're going to have to have somebody. Dropping in and spying mm-hmm. on the quarterback, wherever that is, whether it's a safety or whatever it is there. Right. So you're going to have to do that. The second thing is that you, we're going to have to be very, very disciplined in our rush lanes. You know, whatever we're doing, we've got to make darn sure that we know, uh, that we have the lanes covered mm-hmm. to where he doesn't have an easy access. For example, one of my concerns is that I think uh, we did a great job this this uh, preseason mm-hmm. and in training camp of running the TE games mm-hmm. where the, the defensive tackle, let's say uh, Harris, mm-hmm. is bursting upfield on the outside right. and, and Walker's coming, starting up and coming underneath. Okay. Well, you can't do that. You've got to keep your athletes mm-hmm. on the outside. Mm-hmm. Because if he scrambles, you got to have some guys that can run. Yeah, makes, makes the defensive sense. tackles are not going to handle him. No, he's the contained man now. When you do that, right. so it, it, that's definitely going to be a factor. When you blitz, you're probably going to have to zone blitz, which is going to keep guys outside to contain. So, right. So it still basically takes care of an area of the field that you think. Anthony Richardson can take off and run and, and exploit the Jets. And it also puts five guys in all the mm-hmm. the uh, lanes. I think this is important. And if you're listening, you got to visualize what Coach is saying. If you're watching, you certainly can understand that. And he mentions lanes a lot because we always hear the gap protection, guy gets covered up. You better make sure that you have your gap responsibility right. taken care Run of. Run and pass. Yeah. Exactly. Same exact thing. But, yeah. you know, where you really get into trouble is if you have guys lined up, two guys outside the guard, yeah. nobody inside, mm-hmm. and you rush that way, the quarterback's going to step up and go right up yeah. the middle. Yeah. So you've got to have one guy outside the guard. you got to have one guy inside mm-hmm. the yeah. guard. Now, there's still openings where you've got a four-man rush. Mm-hmm. That's why you have to have eyes on a quarterback because there is a way for the guy to scramble. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where bringing a, a zone blitz, even though it's a four-man blitz, right? the guy, that, the outside linebacker that's dropping on the weak side has mm-hmm. outside leverage on everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really five guys. And You're covering way, up one of those lanes inside. They weren't the hottest uh, you know, set-the-edge team last year. No. And and so I, I'm calling for Mike Caldwell to be a, a not not like a a quantum leap, but a much better defensive coordinator right. because he's 
He knows who his personnel is. He's maintained the roster pretty well. There hasn't been a whole lot of exodus other than Art and Key, you know, the guy that built it all. Yeah, right. uh, but other than that, they've been able to keep most of their guys. So how much better will they be just making sure they set the edge? Yeah, I think they'll be better. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, the one thing about it is your outside guys, when they're coming, you know, it's more of a bull rush. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what Walker has done, you know, right. as long as he can come off and and punch the guy back. We got to get a little inside pressure. The loss mm-hmm. of uh, Hamilton hurts us a little bit, but the inside pressure uh, allows those outside guys to stay outside and not have to take a lot of chances. Mm-hmm. See, that's what I, you know, Devon Hamilton, and look, Jaguar fans are paying a great deal of attention to this. We all know that he's on the reserve injured list. He's got a chance to come back. It could be as early as four games. We don't know. But as you look at this depth chart, and they they still are not 100% sure on the health of Foley Fadakasi, right. and they feel like he's going to be okay, they come out with a depth chart coach, and you've got Foley listed inside on the nose. Then you got Roy Robertson Harris, which is his usual position, you know, the big end. And they have Adam Gossis out there, too, right. which is it's certainly worked. But they're going to have to make sure they button everything up with yeah, those Yeah, I think Gotsis will be actually better as far as a pass rusher mm-hmm. than he is a run defender. I, I, I like, I like that, his ability. He's got a little bit better athlete and, and, right there. And didn't he make plays from that position yeah. down the stretch last yeah, year? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, I, you know, I think that's a plus. You know, I don't know that they'll be quite as stout right. on the inside run game because he's not that big a guy. But uh, I think he'll be a... A guy that has a chance to beat some guards and mm-hmm. do some things that way. They went out and they signed uh, Ross Blacklock, which is a guy when we go back a couple years that we talked about uh, with our draft coverage. He was a second round pick. Right. Uh, uh, what was it? Three drafts three, ago. Three. Yeah. And it hasn't done a whole. I mean, he's done a little bit, but not a lot. Anyway, right. he is. Been brought into the team. We'll find out where he factors. But they do have Angelo Blackson behind uh, Double RH, and they want to see if they can get these guys to make plays on the inside. There's going to right. be that rotation, right? Uh, and as you have maintained uh, with this three-four, they should be able to stop the run and, yeah. and make Anthony Richardson. Yeah, hopefully beat. that's going to be their their plan for mm-hmm. sure, mm-hmm. and that's going to be zone defense. Right. You know, whether you have to go eight-man front, seven-man front to a mm-hmm. open sets. You know, you still got guys with eyes on the quarterback. All right. So I looked at the numbers. Justin Fields ran it 160 times. He averaged seven plus yards per carry. Right. He went well over a thousand yards rushing the football. That's running at about 10 times a game. I don't know whether, I don't know whether Anthony Richardson is going to run it twice as often, but I kind of get the feeling he might just out of a little desperation. Yeah. Uh, but I at least needed to look at those numbers. That's only nine per game. Yeah. How many would you forecast for AR? Yeah. I know, bet it's a dozen or more. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, they'll have some designed runs for them. They'll have mm-hmm. quarterback draw. They'll mm-hmm. have quarterback power, you know, probably, uh, you know. I don't think they're going to be able to make a lot of hay with just handing the ball to the tailbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they'll put the extra, you know, when they run a quarterback power, there's one guy there that's unaccounted for, mm-hmm. the quarterback. Right. So they'll have some designed runs, but I'm more concerned with him, you know, scrambling and getting out on the perimeter because mm-hmm. I think that's what they're going to do. They're going to bootleg him out. They're going to, you know, he'll probably uh, do some running. So honestly, it's 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 all about him and what position yeah. Shane Steichen puts him in. Right. All right, let's go to the other side. You say what you said to us about number sixteen, the quarterback running this team. 
that you think is poised for greatness this year? Well, he's definitely a better quarterback right now than he was a year ago, which is bodes well for mm-hmm. for us. Uh, you know, a lot of the guys that are are an MVP candidate or the top five, six quarterbacks, you know, they do a lot of good things, but they've got to have guys around them. And I think that, that that's why this guy has a chance to, to be special. Not only is he gifted and seeing the field better and doing all those kind of things, but he's you can go from sideline to sideline. He's got guys that can make plays. Mm-hmm. And his ability to get rid of the ball quickly uh, is going to keep the sacks down. So we should score some points this year. And, and the teams that score points, the quarterback is a big part of it. Yeah. And I think that's where he has a chance because of the people around him to do something special. I don't think there's any, any getting away from the fact that you have three legit receivers. You have what looks to be two good tight ends, because Britton Strange will have a, a, a hand in this game plan. Two really good running backs if Tank Bigsby is as advertised. So now you are up into that seven number of weapons that Trevor has to get the ball to. Yeah, Uh, no question about it. And then they've got some role guys like Agnew, and Mm -hmm. I don't know who's going to be inactive or whatever. Uh, Somebody will be inactive, uh, whether it's Washington or Cooks or both of them, I don't know. But they've got got firepower receivers, and and I think that's the biggest – uh, thing and and to be honest with you, watching our game against the Colts, even the one we lost, we ran the ball at them, mm-hmm. and I think we'll do that as well. To take that puts the opportunity for the quarterback to make some big plays as well. So you said Trevor Lawrence, twenty twenty three All Pro, All Pro. And, I'm, I'm not backing off it. I I think the kid's improved enough to where you he's he's got that ability. I love it. All right, so let's just wrap it up with if you had to rank the the AFC teams in order, how would you rank them? And you only have to go four deep, but the the, the principal players are the Chiefs, yep. the Bengals, yep. the Bills, yep. the Jags. I'm not yep. going to include the Chargers. I'm not going to include the Dolphins, at least not right now, unless you want to include somebody. But who would you put? What order would you put them in? Well, I would put Kansas City still mm-hmm. at number one. Mm-hmm. I would say number two uh, is probably... Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because, uh, you know, Burrow's a little banged up. Mm-hmm. We don't know where he's going to be in the course of this thing. So I would say Cincinnati would be three. I would say the Jags would be four. Mm-hmm. I would say the Jets would be five. Mm-hmm. Dolphins, six. Yeah, it, 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 it's so funny because I, I wrestle with this, and I'm going to move the Jaguars up move the Jaguars up in terms of total team, best teams in the AFC. The Chiefs are still the Chiefs. The Bengals have a good enough defense to go on the road and beat the Buffalo Bills. But the offensive line. Yeah. A little suspect. No question about it. Hasn't changed. And then the other part of this, the Jets, the Bills, and the Dolphins are all in the same division. They're going to beat up on each other a little bit. The Bengals are going to have a tough division to come out of. I'm going Chiefs first. I'm going Jags second. Then Ooh. I'm going Bengals. Then You're I'm going, going Bills. Up there. Well, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. So we'll see what they yeah, do. We'll see what happens. All right. We are just getting started. We've got 18 weeks of Campo and Joe uh, in the regular season. Let's hit our bobblehead, Coach, yeah. because we, we are go. fired up and ready to go. Appreciate y'all listening to us. We'll be back next week when the Jags are 1-0. and There we go.